Hey guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from the Book Talk universe. I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Hilda and Bridget. Hi. Hi. And today, we're not just talking about any books, and we're not just talking to anybody, because we have a really awesome interview that we were able to secure with our favorite, the Twisted Sisters. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yes. So we got a chance to talk to Caroline and Suzanne one-on-one, bright and early our time, moderately bright and early their time. So we got to talk to them about everything happening in the Zodiac Academy world, what's happening in Book 8, what the plans are for Book 9, because we know you're dying to know. We were dying to know. And also a little bit about their upcoming book, A Game of Malice and Greed. And they also gave us some info on upcoming releases, but you have to listen to the podcast. Yes. So listen in. It's chock full of some spoilers, full spoiler alert warning. If you don't know what's happening in Zodiac Academy, this is not where you should be diving into because it may not make sense to you. But there are spoilers for their series in all of the Zodiac world. So <laughs> there's your warning. But tune in to find out what information they have on books eight and nine and about their upcoming releases. So we hope you guys enjoy it and let's get into it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today for a very special episode of Book Talk Made Me, where we have the people. We talk about pretty much every podcast. Authors Caroline and Suzanne of Zodiac Academy series. Thank you guys so much for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you. And hello. <laughs> hello. So we probably mentioned you guys, like Zodiac Academy is like our gold standard, what we compare other books to. We're like, oh, this person had definitely like Darius <laughs> vibes, Orion vibes. So, or Lionel. Li- oh. <laughs> Lucky you get a Lionel vibe. Nice. And a little bit of washer. Yeah. It, it's very much like on a scale of one to like, this is absolutely a Lionel recreation. We hate him. <laughs> Who is this villain? Yes. We, we, call, we lovingly refer to these guys as like, fuck that guy. Like, fuck that guy, Lionel. And then we, yeah. that's our, our level. <laughs> Do you mean literally? Oh, well, maybe. Up to your interpretation on what you want to do that day. I know you guys have I say maybe because we do have him on one of our villains, Fuck, Mary Kills. So we had you guys on and we have a couple rounds of Fuck, Mary Kill with your own characters. We wanted to throw back at you guys and see where you landed on some of them. Okay. Okay. All right. So we'll get started. The first round, we have Solaria's Hottest Men. So we give you. Your options are. Lance, Orion, Darius, and Gabriel. Who are you fucking? Who are you marrying? Who are you killing? Well, Lance, we Darius. Darius. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kill Darius just to stay uh... Uh-huh. on brand. Just to stay on brand. <laughs> yeah. He's dead. So what does it Rub salt in the wound. Why don't you? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to bleep that bit out. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> They know. Um, and I would fuck Gabriel and marry Ryan. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, sure. Go <laughs> <laughs> Those are good answers. What's the answer? <laughs> uh, Did- yeah, so we had I'm trying to pull up our notes. I think here. Hilda aligned with I that had one. the same with Carol as Caroline. Yeah, he's dead, so why bother with him? <laughs> that was literally her notes. He's already dead. We're like, oh, yeah, like oh god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. So what you're saying is that he's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think we have both had killed Lance. You know, I don't know. You? I don't. Sorry, know. savage. Keeping on brand again though for the future books. I mean, oh, spoiler. Oh, oh no. no. 
<laughs> Hilda's going to cry about that later. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have a, an emergency therapy session. All right. So in this next episode of FMK, we have the other heirs. We'll give you Max, Caleb, and Seth. Uh, I think um, I, I, I think I'd kill Seth. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we all would too. Out of like, you know, he's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of emotional baggage there that you don't necessarily <laughs> in a lifelong commitment. Um, plus he's clingy and you hate huggers. Yeah, it's not really about that. <laughs> so then... I, well, uh, uh, Max has got all the ability to make the sex the best ever. So, like, that was my reasoning as well. Yeah. And then marry Caleb. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin and I said the same exact thing. <laughs> but oh. then I was considering Max long term because, you know, he has all those abilities and you're well, like, yeah. set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. But I'm glad we all agree. Bye bye, puppy dog. Seth is next. All right, in this next episode, we give you Elise's leftovers. <laughs> Leon, Dante, and Ryder. Oh, again, I think Leon has to die. <laughs> it's just so needy. Care. I don't need the needy. So I love him. This is like sunshine character. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so happy all the time as well. I don't know if that would suit me. Um, probably marry Dante because he's got all the familiness going yeah. on. And then, uh, yeah, so then Ryder. This for a good time, but not for a long time. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baggage there, so. <laughs> Leon I mean, is like on my ultimate why choose list because he is so sunshiny. So I'm like this, but also Ryder is too, because, you know, balance. So. Yeah, yeah Ryder is on mine, so I obviously have to marry him. Put up with yeah. the baggage. I killed him. I don't like snakes. <laughs> Fair. It was that cut and dry for you. You don't need that shipping. <laughs> All right, here's on. where things get a little spicy, or maybe not. <laughs> In this uh, version, we have the villains. So we'll give you Lionel, Lavinia, and King from Ruthless Boys. Are they good? It's hard, isn't it's it? It's a hard one. Do you know what? I might marry King. Like, just out of that, uh-huh. I just feel like at least he had good intentions to begin with. <laughs> maybe he's a work in progress. Or she. That's true. <laughs> they yeah, are a work in progress, whoever they may be. See, then you have sex with either Lionel or Lavinia and both situations. It can't be Lavinia because, my God, she is terrifying. <laughs> She's terrifying but memorable. Although Lionel did get it over and done with fast. <laughs> See, I was um, like, maybe there's some shadow abilities we're not we're not thinking through that could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think Lionel can't satisfy you. Right yeah, now. just Long a reminder. Term. Lionel has been known to have a very small. I'd kill Lionel, yeah. I just don't want to get involved with that teeny weeny. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that we have a bit of a demon vagina moment in the new book, and uh, (gasps) (laughs) it scares me. So I don't think I can go near that. So I'll have to deal with Lionel. uh, A free demon vagina, Lavinia. It's mine. (laughs) She was all with demon vagina. What a spoiler! Now. What a spoiler! Yeah, the whole everything her and she ended up the way she was. Yeah. That's my oh, right, I almost spit up my coffee. I was like, <laughs> I might need to reconsider marrying Lavinia. Yeah, maybe I'll come yeah. to regret this. Yeah, you don't want her to bring you to her nest. Oh god, no. she has such a nest. Not nice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Slightly scared. All right, because one villain isn't enough. We give you villains part two. So in okay. this one, we give you Vard, Mildred, and Kylie Majors. 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, nice. <laughs> if you're married to them, I assume you don't actually have to fuck them. I would yeah, say I that's fair. That. I'd have to kill Mildred. I just couldn't be around that. She would. <laughs> She's just awful. Um, that's, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, God, it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> what, Vard's eyes not doing it for you? <laughs> I don't think he could give you some Cyclops, like, <laughs> you're seeing but he wouldn't want to <laughs> he'd have to beg just try and convince him of that <laughs> maybe there's oh, a, a cool eye patch situation that kind of like roughs him up yeah mm. i think i'd have to marry kylie she's the least of the bunch the worst. she's the least said. but she's so annoying she's so annoying, she's so but, annoying but she's not bottle or yeah mildred <laughs> Yeah, and then just have to suck it up and have sex with Vard. I think I'd have sex with Mildred because I think she doesn't know what she's doing. And you could just you could do a Gabriel style and bend her over the bed. Like Harris's plan, like get some illusions going. She doesn't know what happens, and then you're gone. Make this work. And never speak of it again. I just don't think I could go there with Vard. We wouldn't tell a soul that it was Mildred. Never tell anyone. You'll just find her in the closet again and just wonder what happened. No memories. Yeah. yeah. Take the memory potion yourself, to be fair, I think, after that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just let it be done. All right. In this one, we're going to shake things up a little bit, and we'll give you your BFF Ultimate Girl Squad. So you can only pick three, and then, because we also are suckers for the doom, the rest of them die. So. No. Okay. Wow. Is this like Solaria based? Yeah. Yes. You're just thinking of people in your real life. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do I? <laughs> if only life was so easy. It would be so <laughs> easy. Save your sister. <laughs> I was like, if there's three names right here, Caitlin Hilda Bridget. Done. Uh, all right. Yes. So in this girl squad, we have Elise, Darcy, Tori, Geraldine, Sophia, Catalina, Lainey. And Francesca. <laughs> Everyone loves Fran. I think we just wanted Francesca to die. Didn't expect anybody to pick her. <laughs> yeah. Watch them pick her. <laughs> Fran. Oh, little Fran. Oh, Fran. Um, but yeah, Fran's out. <laughs> we get three. Three. Yep. We get three, three besties. Like, so if she had a girl squad and I had a girl squad <laughs> then those six people survived. and technically yes, yes. Yeah. you know for people who try to kill off all our favorite characters in the book you're really trying to stick, keep them alive right now yeah <laughs> I mean well, yeah they've been through a lot like so <laughs> that's <laughs> what we're saying oh um did you have Rosalie in there as well no. oh we didn't oh, nope she would be a good Rosalie. one they brought her off killed her no <laughs> um I um, it's because I it's like there's four well, obvious ones and yeah. then it's the it's who to kill out of those. To be fair, Geraldine's a lot. Yeah, like I would have to let go of Geraldine. So we'll, we'll take Darcy and Elise. <laughs> Geraldine was the only commonality we had. I I feel like I'm not cool enough to hang out with them though. They yeah, they dumb me. <laughs> They'd be like, girls out, let's go like get wasted and steal a load of shit. And I'd be like, oh cool, I'm just gonna stay at home with my cup of tea. And <laughs> You're not coming anymore. You're ditched. You're dead. <laughs> you fall off the group chat. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, they have a new separate group chat? What's, the, what's that? <laughs> Don't worry about that. Darcy would give us, like, the pitying. Oh, it's yeah. okay, guys. Darcy would that one? Like, like, nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Tori's too cool for me. 
Definitely. <laughs> I feel like I already got removed from the group chat if I was friends with her. <laughs> so I did pick uh, Catalina. I don't know why I had a soft spot for her. I also got Catalina and it was, yeah. Well, she's dead. Also, we call you Catalina, so I'm going to pick the name that is also your name. Yes. Uh, all right. So who who's staying? Who's going? We said Geraldine was a no. So, Tori Darcy and Elise. Tori Darcy and Elise. We'll keep. That's fair. That's We'll give you that one. We'll just do that. Oh, yeah. We'll give you the Diego in that group. Yeah. Say we. I'll be in I'm cool. I'll be hanging out. I have a hat. You can have your soul hat. My hat does cool tricks. Worth keeping around. <laughs> All right. So now we have some questions for you. One of the first ones is a hard-hitting one comes from Hilda. In book seven, is there a real-life inspiration for Chip Chop Pube? If so, why? <laughs> you know what? I was playing. I didn't realize where it came from, the name, not the game. Um, but I was – Jan's kids were here, and I was spinning them on a chair, and I was playing Chip Chop with them. Where I my legs and I go spin around. They're going chip chop, chip chop, chip chop, and I wrote that chapter probably the day after that. And I think that's just where the name came from. And I was like, they'd be playing chip chop pube. <laughs> I don't know where these ideas come from. They just I was like, maybe this is a real game that they play. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Caroline in her uni days. I don't know about all of them. She comes she into work about. new record. <laughs> For the game. Christmases are interesting with her. <laughs> yeah, that part brought us so much joy. So wherever I, that idea came from, like, please bring more of it. Yeah, we still laugh about it. Clearly. Fuck you. <laughs> holding a contest. <laughs> all right, for this one, out of all the scenes that broke our hearts, which one did you guys cry over the most? Oh, in book seven, like writing it. Seven. I was a mess writing Catalina. Hmm. I was upset oh, that hurt. reading that. Um, I was a mess writing Darius as well. As we yeah. yeah, I was killing off a lot of people there at the end. Yeah, it was, yeah, you really were. Yeah, you got into my murder zone. <laughs> Did you guys almost kill Geraldine and then bring her back? Uh, no, 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 okay. <laughs> no. We, I really thought she was dead. She was. Uh, we we almost left her fate undetermined, yeah. and then realized we'd done that before with Orion, and decided not to do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> we didn't want it to sort of overshadow the the big deaths. deaths at the end. Um, so we wanted it to be clear that she was still just clinging to life there. Um, but yeah, that wasn't intended. But that ending, I remember reading through that because we were working like. Um, crazy hours and it was coming right up to the point of us having to upload the document I and we were still working on it. I think it. we'd done all the editing and I hadn't um we had I hadn't fully finished writing Darius. Yeah. And I was just like two days before it was released because I was like it needs to be right just like sobbing in a corner at like four in the morning like ah! yeah. <laughs> we always write the battle scenes quite fast so they are they usually need like an extra read through like an extra edit and I remember reading through that whole I went back and I read through the whole section of the end to be like, just make sure it's completely clean and it all runs through. And I just got to the kind of a bit where Orion is like, just walking over to Lavinia at that point, feeling so defeated. And I was just like, this is awful. Yeah, and then just... I, I said to Suzanne, have we gone too far? Like, <laughs> so what have we done? I was like, it's too late now. I know. I was like, <laughs> we haven't it. It's so right. we've got to be on 
loaded, so yeah. That's that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that broke me, him finding Derek's body and then that, that whole thing was just really heavy. Yeah, um, Tori at the end. But there's been moments throughout the series where we've cried. Diego really upset me, that whole scene. Um, and his backstory is so sad. Backstories get me sometimes. Where yeah. It's like, you don't really care about them until. There's one that really got me in this one that I wasn't expecting. Give me a wink at it. Just make sure you speak into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Enunciate. So <we> <laughs> I can't think what it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we can chat about that later. Yeah. <laughs> While we're reading the book, we're gonna be like, "Was this it? Is this the moment? Yeah, yeah. did they cry over this? Yeah, yeah. I don't we know. Catalina really got me. Like that one got me hard. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah, she it was her and her husband together at the same <sighs> time. I was like, "Don't do it." No, but it was kind of like freeing for her too, even though it was awful. Yes, um, awful for me. Probably awful for her, but freeing. Yeah. Uh, last minute, fuck you, too, Lionel. <laughs> Do you pronounce it Hamish or Hamish? Hamish. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we are not known for our ec- really good pronunciations. <laughs> we yeah. get there's a few. I think Orion gets um, Orion. Orion, yes, that's the way I was pronouncing it originally. Yeah. <laughs> Until we corrected her, like, no. I still say it in my head that way. Like when I read it, I'll I'll read it as Orion, and then when I say it out to other people, I'm like, oh, Orion. Yeah. <laughs> there was Darius was a whole the thread I saw, but I couldn't figure out. I can't remember what the other way was, and I was like, how else can that be said? But then we have Kyan in one of our other books, and everybody gets really thrown by that, mm-hmm. and I can't whether it's Kian or Kyan. Yeah, but it's, oh yeah, I'm uh, just constantly saying it's like Ryan with a K. <laughs> that's I'm glad you said that because that's how I rationalized it in my head. I was like, I don't know if this is right, but we're going with Kyan. <laughs> we don't usually expect the ones that uh, the ones that we think people might struggle with, but they'll be fine. And then the mm-hmm. ones that we don't think of, it'll be like, how do you say Seth? <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> so speaking of Lance, Orion, and Darius. Do they have real life inspiration? And if so, are they single and available? <laughs> Asking for friends? Sadly not. Me, I am the friend. <laughs> <laughs> for Darius, at least Lance could go to Hilda. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, we don't really get inspiration from real life. We just have a lot of shit going on inside our heads. Yeah, of course. Just made up people, sadly. There's yeah, no one we know. loads of made up worlds with made up people. No. Scary yet so impressive. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know a washer, sadly. No. But everyone out there everyone is Everyone wishes there was washer. a washer. <laughs> I love watching all of the fan cast. They're like, this is washer, this is washer, this is washer. And it just gets grosser every single time. I'm like, yeah. Yes, to a point where it can no longer be approved in the group. <laughs> <laughs> I like Washer. Like I love I just love him. <laughs> He's so funny. Until like, he turns out evil. Oh. I, I don't <laughs> know <laughs> if I can take an evil washer arc. I mean I'm sure I could. <laughs> oh the way he would touch people. <laughs> yeah. So I do have an important question about book eight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we know how things ended in book seven. Our favorite couples are separated. But how long are we going to have to wait for our first sexy time scene in book eight amongst characters that we want having sex with, (laughs) right? No, like, no shadow appendages. Not looking forward to the, like, ten line or 
<laughs> I do think it's possible that the first one is a Lionel. <laughs> Yes, I can't think now. Um, well, mm. um, I think it is, you know. <laughs> Yay! Um, we're all excited about that. There's some interesting ones in this book. Um, yeah. Some that, that uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a challenge because, like you say, there's not everyone's where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some that we've been waiting for for a while that were quite um, exciting to get to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Seth, Caleb, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Hint, hint, wink, wink. Couldn't possibly say. Max and Jerry. <laughs> oh, Max and Jerry. Interesting new types of sex scenes in this one. <laughs> there was one that I wasn't expecting for a character. But um, when it happened, I was just like, sent it to Caroline. Like, well, that's 15,000 words of that. <laughs> it was quite the situation. It was like, yeah, it was quite the situation. You'll know when you get yeah. to it. It's like, oh, 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 okay, cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah i don't know how that one will be received maybe well, i can't maybe wait shocks <laughs> um yeah so some unexpected because obviously there's a lot of established couples now so we've got to throw some interesting new mm-hmm. new dynamics into place. yeah and some fun positions to change things up <laughs> we're always trying to like do things different like because there's so many sex scenes in the series that you don't want to like have repeats of a thousand missionary. Yeah. Right. And we do miss your old school TikToks with Barbies. That was helpful. Yes. I know. It's the time, the amount of time we have for things, but they will return. (laughs) Return Barbies. We saw one made a comeback earlier. I think it was last week, maybe when it got released. Yeah. I was like, all right, Barbies are back. I did get one removed ages ago because I did a Caleb one with, Oh, we remember the that Pegasus. One. We loved that one. They hit the Barbie was naked, and the because um, it was like the Pegasus scene, um, but <laughs> it got taken down for nudity. <laughs> uh, I will say before we move on to the next question, I really loved in this book where you had the air like for Lionel's chapter, you had a little hidden dick for him, and I was like, oh. I see this and I like this. Thank you guys. That's his newest element. Yeah. His third element. The power like of being a dick. I love when they're Not the power of using one, just the power of being Yeah. One. <laughs> People post that in the group and they're like, I just thought that was like a special shadow element. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, guys. Do we not know? <laughs> special there is a tiny dick constellation yeah, in the paperback as well. We're going to have to search for it. Yeah. Oh. Dick. Oh, this is a fun little Easter egg to hunt from. For yeah. play, I spy with my little eye, a teeny weeny yeah. bitty weenie. Dick. <laughs> yep. All right. So another hard hitting question here in book eight. I feel like this is like one of the most things talked about in any of your Facebook groups. Who is the man with the painted smile, and do we find out who that person is in this book? I don't think we can talk on it. Okay. All right, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I feel like anything like anything with any of the prophecies. I feel like anything I say, I'm gonna accidentally give something away. We can say that there will be many elements of the the prophecies will come to light. Yeah, there are the not the the prophecy that was in I think book six. Not all of it's come to light, and the prophecy at the end of book seven fully comes to To light. Yeah, to fruition (laughs) in this book. So you'll fully know the fullness. That one. There's some hints <laughs> to some of it in Darkmoor. Oh. You read Darkmoor looking for Easter eggs on some of that stuff. 
You might find some. See, I've been waiting <laughs> on Darkmoor, but maybe. I mean, I got time to kill, so I might as well jump into that. Let's just say we've been waiting because we heard the cliffhangers are horrible. Guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, can we handle this right now? Right now, can we do this? We're only so emotionally resilient. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Re- I was reading. I think it was Ruthless Boys. I was reading like on the bed, giving birth to my son. I was like waiting for my induction to kick in. And I'm like, <gasps> Pearson's like, are you okay? I'm like, fine. I'm just someone's dying here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I read the last book in my first trimester of pregnancy, and I was just like vomiting, reading, vomiting, reading. And I was like, this is horrible. (laughs) The pain, the heartache. Not the most relaxing. No. No. And just in time for Christmas, too. Thanks. (laughs) Our Christmas gifts. Speaking of Christmas gifts, does Kaylee, Kylie Miger, wait, Jesus, can't talk. Kylie Kylie Majors. I'm just so excited. Does she get what's coming to her in this book? Is this a Christmas gift for us? I don't think we can mention okay. it. Okay. All right. <laughs> we have things that we put. Yeah. There are plans in place. That's fair. There's so many characters. Yeah. We're juggling a lot. POVs and getting things, um, which I think will add a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got lots of new POVs coming into this one to cover it's cover things that you wouldn't see with the main characters. Not they're not like fifteen thousand word POVs. Yeah, they're just little little snapshots into the minds of Mildred, Lavinia. Those characters you've been desperate to see more of. Yeah, maybe they'll. Oh, so desperate. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if Dragon Mildred were to accidentally step on her and just snuff out the lights of her eyes, that would be okay. <laughs> Let you know. You cast out society. I mean, of course. Yeah. I. <laughs> We just recently did a whole reread and covered all the the episode the books, but the pot the Facebook post where they're like, "Where's Kylie? I don't know. No one's seen her." Like that really cracked me up. So well, she's done. like, "I'm right here, you assholes." And we're like, oh, <laughs> "Did you hear something in the wind?" It's like the cruelest thing that can happen to you at school, like a college or something. Yeah. Like that, all your friends and everyone, yeah. everyone just pretend you, you don't exist. Yeah. Are you making me feel something for Kylie right now? No, don't believe it, Caitlin. <laughs> Remember what she did to Lance and Darcy out of spite. Oh, Kylie. Uh, but those – oh, speaking of, we love your Facebook posts. They are so funny. Do you have plans for more in Book 8 and 9, I guess? We do. We do. It's, the situation's a bit different. So we've been right. talking about that and the star side, uh, horoscopes and stuff today um, haven't made – they tend to, they quite often end up being one of the last things we put in. We go back and are like, where will they fit? Um, just because sometimes when they're usually so random to what is going on, like, you know, like it's like just getting a random news report or a text message. You don't know that that's coming in. So it's usually not necessarily like built straight in. So we'd like to have the randomness of it come, <laughs> come in from, uh, uh, so they'll probably be slotted in, but we have, we have the plans for some good ones. We do. Yes. <laughs> well, if you need three names, to be so-and-so like this post, we present ourselves. <laughs> also, if you need a character to kill off a new one, I nominate myself. Like, I volunteer as tribute. You can just write me in, kill me out. <laughs> there was Bridget and Bridget died. <laughs> yeah. So how is it to write new POVs? Was this, like, exciting to you guys? Did you find it difficult to step into those minds of those different characters? Or does it just flow naturally? No, it just flows. It's it's great. I find it great for creativity to just be like, switch it we up. can switch it up. Yeah, just suddenly have a new character there. And it makes see like what they're doing. Random little characters as well suddenly become 
it's like, oh, look how much of a person they are. Like they always had a bit of a about, about themselves. And then when you're writing them in with someone else, you're like them and their ways. Yeah, you know them a bit better. <laughs> Justin and his nummy pouch. And... Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how we learn um, whenever we start a series, we kind of write the characters blind and they become who they are through writing them. So that's when we introduce POVs, you get an in, we get an insight as well, which sounds weird, but that's kind of yeah, how they it's become It's like it was always person. there, but yeah, somehow just writing them. Right, because it's there in your head and now you're making them more dimensional for us. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then that kind of just builds. And then, yeah. yeah, and there's certain scenes which I think lend itself well to like outside POVs and seeing it from a different perspective. Um, if you're if, like the main characters are, not able to be in those situations so mm. I hope it goes down well I think you'll yeah. enjoy it <laughs> oh I think we'll eat it up and ask for seconds please <laughs> we'll love it I guess some people said they hated reading the Lionel chapters last book but we did put him through a lot of shit so I felt that that kind like of you don't want to be in his head but you it's like watching yeah. a car crash and yeah away. we like that with the villains because if they're not present then you don't hate they're not actually enough. yeah you don't hate them enough plus when bad stuff happens to them you want to see that happen and mm-hmm. them feel really shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked reading them because I'm like, yeah, punish him a little bit. Yeah, everything, everything terrible that happened to him, we were here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you're there and you're seeing his soul destroyed by it. Yeah. So that he gets, it's not as great when you're in it. his smugness when he's no. like, he's rolling in his smug. Yeah, he's had a few men- times of that. <laughs> he's just the smuggest fucking is, person yeah. in the world. He really is. <laughs> do you guys do anything in particular to prepare yourselves to write a specific POV? Like, do you struggle getting into one character mode versus another? Occasionally, you'll we'll be like, I'm not going to write that person right now. But mm-hmm. it, it depends what they're doing as well. Like. If you're like not feeling the trauma, yeah, you might be like, I'll just skip a chapter and come back to that when I'm feeling more it. Or, or if it's like Geraldine, Geraldine's. so she's so ridiculous that sometimes we'll skip over her chapter. If I may be feeling something a bit more intense, then I'll just continue on with a Darcy or something, um, and then go back to Geraldine later. Yeah, get <laughs> to the Geraldine mood. But sometimes I'll come in and literally be like, today's a Geraldine day, or today's yeah. a Seth day, or just it flows. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. I've got to write that morning, and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah I'm not sure what to do with that so I'll be like I'll come back to it and then another day they'll be it'll be the one so it kind of that's where having the plan kind of helps because you can skip around a little bit yeah I imagine <laughs> you gotta be in the right mental space like you can't just go from like salacious salamanders to like Lavinia like that's a hard jump you know that's yeah. an easier yeah, job it's an easier that's job. an Is easier it? job than you think yeah really <laughs> <laughs> because that that is something about like the more not like off the wall out of ourselves the character is it's almost easier to go from one of those to then going to somebody um who's a bit more like emotionally I don't know like yeah it's, it's a weird one like no and it's I, new as well so it's like something shiny so yeah. like with Lavinia I could go from Ger- Geraldine to a Lavinia easier than I could go from a Geraldine to a Tory yeah same it's- Geraldine and Tori are pretty much polar opposites. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like if I'm in a Geraldine mood, I, I could skip into it because Lavinia is just all up. Like, she thinks mm. she's great. She's got it all going on. Very different kind of a way, but somehow even Mildred, like she's she's feeling herself. Yeah. <laughs> May we all have Mildred's confidence. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Mildred's like fully just, she's been on the Pharaoh's heart this yeah. book. She's been up in her dosage. Yeah, you've got to respect Mildred for her commitment. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> she's just fully like, this is the way I should be. Yeah, she knows. She's loving it. She knows what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she's going to be bigger than Darius this book around. Yeah, she's that's her goal in life. 
that's her full, full goal. Yeah. She's, she's not your average bear. Not your average <laughs> dragon, I guess. Uh, so a question I have in book for book eight. Are there any more hilarious pranks we should expect between Noxie and Oreo, perhaps? Or even Leon getting in on these pranks? We've always- got a Leon, Leon POV chapter. Yeah. Um, there's going to be – Leon some- and Seth are up to more – yeah, uh, but Ryan and so Gabriel are, are in situations. That oh, that's learned. true. That's um, right. I forget they're hostages. Yeah. They're both um, prisoners at the moment. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I love the shenanigans that we have. the The duo of Le- Jesus, Leon. I want to say Leon. Lionel, Leon, <laughs> Leon. and Seth. Like those two are hilarious. The cowboy hat situation. The cotton eye joke. Yes. <laughs> So much joy. I saw that one because he got that hat in the thing. And then I think I wrote that party scene without it. And you're like, no, that, that has to come something. Has to You've come said that there's a curse on it. So it has to happen. So I had to Just back let at that it. Curse hat. I was like, no. <laughs> and we, we started down a different road with their relationship and then we hated it and changed it, didn't we? Because it was going to be like a cat versus dog thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, so they actually weren't going to get on at all, but like be really similar and everyone could see it. And we were like, they just didn't gel because they're like the cat versus dog. But it just uh-huh. didn't no, I, I wrote about it, it was literally I think probably 300 words before I knew it wasn't going that way because like they were just too much gonna get on <laughs> I couldn't stop it yeah so I had like I wrote a little bit of them clashing um and it just did not work yeah and then they went off on that um sewer adventure together and it was just more natural for them to go skipping off together into the sunset so yeah with the vampires just kind of oh, we knew once they played chip chop pube it was yeah yeah they understand each other on a level that no one else wants to be on yeah (laughs) no one else wants to be there except i'll be there i love them they are the greatest okay so this brings us to some questions on book nine don't don't worry there's only two one is there a timeline on the release is there breaking news you could share we're not totally sure no um the thing is we're we're coming up to probably three hundred thousand words on this beast of book eight and we it's need a break it's gonna from, be more than that yeah it's probably <laughs> gonna be bigger than heartless sky and it's huge and we've given our whole soul to these books yeah it really does. we you have to yeah. give everything and honestly we need a break from zodiac <laughs> which is um we can't I mean, we can't believe we got to the situation we were just like oh my god we're gonna have to split it <laughs> it was well i think the thing is like we had these major points that had to happen and then there were these side there's a lot of like new magic and stuff that's come into this and it was really hard to say exactly how long that new magic would take to figure out what they'd need to do to like using it um it took a lot of research to kind of get it right and mm-hmm. um, because we like to draw on kind of mm-hmm real things but you know like yeah. um, so um, a lot of that side of it um, we also had situations that have just they needed more time yeah. to pass yeah. it's hard to know, like yeah. you can't rush it along and like this really because we only we plan our chapters like a couple of lines at a time but we always give ourselves the scope to have creative license and go off and little tangents here and there because the characters really drive the story more than we do in a weird way so they they can we turn out 10,000 word chapters here and there and then the count the word count just climbing we weren't getting to the you know the, right. the point of the book which would even hinge on yeah, it would have, we end. didn't want it to be something like and then there was a big fight and everyone was dead and it was done oh yeah no <laughs> because <laughs> I was we were kind of like to say we were like how are we going to fit all of this in and have it get to where it needs to be and it just didn't and then we were like rather than trying to like crush it all down and make it not be what it needs to be let's let's give it what it wants and, mm. no I think we 
we're here for a great ending and great recap. So if it takes nine books, ten books, we're here and we're going to read them all. As long as it's not like a Game of Thrones ending. Like, um, don't give me season eight Game of Thrones where they just kind of like all smooshes together for an ending. And you're like, wait, no. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. We yeah. really want to do it justice. And we've come this far in the series now and it has to be what it, what we want it to be ultimately. Um, and yeah, yeah, so we can't all the at the moment. need their full arc, their story. So yeah. We want to get back to them. And I get what? it. You guys need a break. That's a lot. That's a, that's a big ass book. Yeah. it takes a lot of mental energy like we'll we're can, tired yeah, like you can write the words quickly when you know exactly what you've got right but you kind of come up to a bit where you're like right i have this whole bit with someone <laughs> max's mm-hmm. mom I say it max's mom that i <laughs> have been building to and there's things with it but it's like i realized that some of it needed to have happened before now so that's gonna have to be edit and then i've like got to it this morning and i was like i'm not quite there for where this needs to be so i've just kind of put blah de blah and that's like the end of that chapter so obviously that can't be published right. um, <laughs> Yeah. we'll move on from that and then I'll go back and in the bit but it's like things like that there's low even just the, the sort of somewhat smaller things they need to be dealt with properly because mm-hmm. it's like all oh, that's there and it's been there and been waiting to come to fruition and obviously other things that people are more concerned about than Max's mum <laughs> <laughs> at the same time you want all the loose ends tied up and that's why at this stage of writing when it comes towards a finale that's where a lot of effort goes into being like right we need to close storylines down now and start mm-hmm. getting everything sort of bottlenecking towards the end. Yeah. So that's where um, I this is. Yeah. 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 Well, Can't wait. Well, I'm manifesting a TV show out of this. I'm like, I think like HBO, <laughs> hear me now. This is going to be great. We'd be very, very fortunate if it happened. It'd be amazing. Yes. Um, but yeah, well, who knows one day, maybe. <laughs> you wish upon a star. Oh, Not you got me manifesting in your corner for you. <laughs> Don't watch Upon the Stars and Solaria. They just seem like assholes. Yeah, find a nice Well, we did have some questions for your newest book. If you guys have two more, a few more minutes for us. Mm-hmm. So you guys have coming out a game of malice and greed. We're so excited yeah. to talk about this. Yeah. How many books is planned for this series? You ask questions. You ask questions. We will. We always. We don't have. <laughs> rigid plans in anything we, we do I think we go into like a book one with a this will probably be a and I don't know that any of them have ended up being what we thought they'd be no I don't think Never. so they're either more Never. or less sometimes they're less so we thought the society death club society was like us to be three and then we were like oh actually this will be two mm-hmm. um but so we we've gone into this with thoughts of it of a three but now I'm um, now yeah, I'm depends. it, it really depends where the story goes it's the same reason that we are extending Zodiac. It's because one, we don't know until we're writing it, really. And then yeah. we know we'll, where we know where these points are, but yeah. to get to these, like certain points, we're not so sure. So yeah, but let's <clears> say at a, least a three. tentative three. <laughs> <laughs> a trilogy. We'll we'll go with that. That's yes. directional. We'll take it. Uh, what characters in this book were you guys most excited to write about, or like what story were you most excited to tell here? That's different. So it's um it's. Uh, like it's a fairy tale retelling to some degree it's Aladdin at mm-hmm. its core this one in particular we're going to bring in more fairy tales going mm-hmm. forward we're um, going to do some Beauty and the Beast elements and some Rapunzel elements and yeah. um, we might bring in various more different ones we like doing our research into the old stories so like yeah, the fairy tales we'll have a look at them and maybe see what we can the, bring in I read the original Aladdin 
1001 Arabian Nights. I always get like the, the, the amount that number, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then and so we've also, we've put brought in some other bits, uh, the forty feeds and um, bits like that have kind of like just drawn some little things in from there, mm-hmm. which are quite cool. And so, then we just bring in our own, yeah, your own so space. In a very different way to how the Solarians are, so completely different take on Faye. Um, they were immortal and they learned to lie basically. Um, a thousand years, they can't lie, so they learned to lie, and all the gods were like, Well, fuck you, so they left um, <laughs> and took their immortality with them. And so. they took their dragons, but they left one scorned dragon um, <laughs> who's very angry at life, uh, who's an actual dragon, not a shifter. Yeah, oh, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah, so we have like, um, and then we have obviously the, the sort of Aladdin type story finding mm-hmm. it's not a lamp. He finds a coin which has the last immortal trapped inside it. Um, it's been in there. She was cursed and she's been in there for a long, mm. long time and it's a little cracked in the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a we've, princess. Yeah. Um, we've got, so we've got like a, the women, it's kind of that bit of a patriarchal society. So women can't rule. Um, there's a princess who has to marry in a tournament men from across the land to come and um pay to compete um for her hand to become the new king uh, emperor all the nobles and drake yes <laughs> so she is very much against this whole tradition wants to rule um herself we've got a lot of female empowerment there and she's desperate to seize her own throne and not have to marry someone in these a lot of them are awful the guys that come and um Join the tournament and our thief, Drake, um, sneaks his way in to the tournament to compete as well. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. let me we say, listen, we already got it on pre-order. It'll be here. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> yes. no, I did have to LOL in my head because like, we went to the classics and I was like, ah, Disney, of course. And you're like, the books. And I was like, ah, yes. also those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously we love the Disneys, but um, yeah, you don't dare score Mr. Disney. Can't no. take nothing that's his. No, it's basically <laughs> the old story. So, yeah, yeah. So it's the, we go back to the original stories, and obviously, yeah, Disney obviously did the same. So some of those bits there from the Disneys. Um, yeah, no, but- I love your Disney references all the time. I feel like as a Disney <laughs> person, I reference it to these two, and they're like, "Huh?" And I'm like, "Guys, it was a class A, like grade A reference," and they're like. Okay, I'm doing better about it these days. (laughs) You've been catching up. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I got to study Disney Channel, got Disney Plus, we're good to go. It's happening. (laughs) So do you guys have any other plans for other series outside of, I mean, you've got a lot you're working on, (laughs) but do you have like, how many books do you guys have in your brains planned out for what's coming next? We have so many ideas all the time. So we have to always, like this year, we basically said we have to close out series. I think we've been closing out series for two years because we had like seven series open at one point. Um, it was so intense. Many. <laughs> so we made ourselves get on and carry on the series rather than keep opening new ones. So that was a, a good shout. So, But now we're going to be free next year to start. So obviously we've got a game of Madison Greed. Um, and then we have two other fantasy series that we're looking to launch yeah. possibly both next year we're gonna do one more in the zodiac world um but won't be in Slaria. it'll be in another kingdom which is going to be vaguely based off the europe landscape continent yeah. yeah um which is going to be very different to zodiac we, we were basically feeling like oh we've probably explored everything we can within Solaria, like with their with, sort of rules of you know the way they run the magic and the and the politics and everything so then then we were just chatting um at an airport and we suddenly came up with this 
whole new twist we could put on um, the Zodiac world, which will be very different and yeah. we're really excited it's about it. It's a lot it. more savage. Yeah, more, a more brutal <laughs> world. Yeah. Uh, be sort of factions and, and the elements all being split apart. You had mentioned more vampire covens here for yeah, vampire covens are yeah. going to become um much more yeah so this kingdom here. will it's basically a kingdom that no one can go into so they people outside of it like the Solarians don't particularly know what's going on here um, but it's they, bad and they don't go there. yeah and they're all, all a lot <laughs> they're like on that edge of the map beyond here monsters lie yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. Go there. we yeah. don't go there that's the dark place yeah, yeah we don't yeah. go there so the vampire covens and all that kind of old um the older law where it's in solaria it's all very much done by the code um there are no codes yeah they don't <laughs> care fail fate whatever they don't care about any of that yeah. um the uh the, the new magics that we're exploring now will probably be in zodiacs eight and nine will go be a lot more prevalent there there's a lot of like darker magic there that they wouldn't tend to use mm-hmm. in solaria sacrificing and things like that yeah blood magic and all <laughs> that kind of stuff so there's a lot of difference so that we like yeah there'll be a lot of like newness and freshness to it and um, and um, yeah you know grief agony sounds like a dark fantasy romance maybe <laughs> we've got the twist the reveal of the massive twist in that which probably won't come out until like one of the last books in the series <laughs> we, <were laughs> so really decided we decided on it. on it got so excited or it's like we're like proud of ourselves yeah we'll absolutely give it away no, um, we so that's that one and then we have hollow which we're really excited about it should be a brand new world again um which is going to be kind of like different kinds of creatures living um in the world so we want to have like summoners who can summon spirits be a lot of spirit magic um a bit kind of what would you call it like kind of anime do you know like that kind of summoning of powers yeah thing? a bit like pokemon <laughs> but yeah not, like catching those spirits yeah more like different um they have necromancers yeah um, the necromancers are gonna like raise the dead so they'll be like zombie type uh, threats, threats. Um, again, <laughs> kind of kingdoms at war thing. Yeah, lots of kingdoms um, at war. But again, I guess a little bit Games of Thrones. Yeah, kind of, that kind of like concept of like the different kingdoms not relevant being under one umbrella. Yeah, and the warrior races and like who don't want to get involved but are super powerful over there and just killing anyone who comes into their territory. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the hags, we got quite excited about the hags. <laughs> just like these horrible hags who trade, they just trade in not money, but like years off your life or whatever it may be. Things. So it's like, don't make a deal with a hag. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll um, take something terrible from yeah. you. But if you're desperate, you might have to. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there would be uh, romance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as is typical of us. Probably yeah. not with a hag. No, we maybe. Not. Yeah. I guess never say never because we did get some Lionel chapters. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we haven't we haven't worked out all the no, details. It's we built a lot more of the world with that one. Yeah. Same with the you, other you, one. Yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of like background world building before we like launch into into a world. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense because you got to figure out the world you're trying to describe to us. Yeah, yeah, we so, gotta keep. We like to keep them quite separate, so they'll be very different to like the laws and stuff. Will be very different to Agamemnon mm-hmm. and Solaria in those ones. So, um, and then we have some contemporary yeah. ideas. Yeah, oh, because we never ending ideas. Contemporary is like a little palate cleanse for us because we're like, oh, we don't have to worry about magical rules. We don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. We can just go. You that person has two characters. <laughs> yeah, just a couple of characters. Just calm down. Yeah, take a break. Just, so um, we're, we're sort of thinking we'll do a standalone 
next as a contemporary um we don't really have the details out but we'd like to do it for summer mm. um and yeah. what was the other one? Oh, we got well, we've got a bunch of them now. so our, in our contemporary world we have harlequin crew mm-hmm. Kings of mm-hmm. and um the death, death club are all set in the united states of anarchy world um which is a contemporary world but we're going to do another reverse harem based off of carmen who's in Harlequin crew um, and Luther. So, so yeah. yeah, lots on the camera. <laughs> like, oh I don't know how people. you guys keep it all straight. These post-its in that one Google Doc must just be like massive. Yeah. We just have these little secret covers hidden away as well. We've got the covers <laughs> and we're like, we just need to write a book to go in that cover and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> just, my notes on my phone is where like most of the stuff is. Like we've had um, chats about things because we'll just have a random thought at like 10 o'clock at night and text the other one like, what about this in hollow? And then she'll be like, oh, blah. And then that conversation, I'll screenshot it and then shove it in my notes on oh, the phone. Smart. Like eventually we'll have to get to a point where we're compiling Google Notes, like Google Doc Notes. <laughs> yeah, like maybe we could get organized better. But... <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing all those information projects you have coming up. You know we're going to read them all. Um, (laughs) And we appreciate you guys so much taking time out of your day to chat with us about the world of Solaria and more. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. You're so welcome. It's nice to finally meet you guys in person (laughs) or, you know, over chat. (laughs) (laughs) You too. All right, guys, that concluded our interview with the fabulous Caroline and Suzanne, the twisted sisters of our hearts. Uh, What did you guys think? Do you have thoughts on book eight, book nine, A Game of Malice and Greed, which I was super jazzed, and I'm still super jazzed about reading, after talking with them. So you can always find us at booktalkmeadme underscore pod. Drop us a DM. We'd love to know what your thoughts are so we can discuss more in person. Uh, We also want to give a nice shout out to Ashley from the Dark Ink team because she was so lovely to work with. And of course, many thanks again to Suzanne and Caroline for making uh, a few moments available to us to chat while they're very busy writing book eight and nine like get to get back to work ladies we we have to see how this ends so of course again you can find us at booktalkmeme underscore pod drop us a dm and we'd love to know what your thoughts on the interview were as well you of course can always give us a rating or review if you like today's episode on apple music you can find us in the same name and thank you guys so much we'll talk to you soon bye